Welcome to Horsing Around, the UK's only podcast dedicated solely to the Detroit Pistons. I'm your host, Neil Watson, and this is episode one. Well, hi there. I'm sorry if you have come here to get your equestrian or dressage fix. You're definitely in the wrong place. This is not a podcast about horses at all but is a podcast about the Detroit Pistons. And the thing is, most of the the good names for Pistons podcasts have already been taken. So I've decided that I'm going to adopt the horse, which is being displayed so wonderfully on our throwback teal jerseys this year. And you'll tell from my accent that I'm not from Detroit. Um, I am actually Scottish. Um, So here I am over in Scotland. I've been a basketball fan since I was 12 and a fan of the Detroit Pistons since 1994 when Grant Hill came into the league. He was my guy. Uh, I bought into it. I genuinely believed that he would be the new Jordan. And I do believe that taking away the injuries, he probably could have been. But I legit thought that I was on to a winner by choosing the Detroit Pistons. And I certainly did not expect the the roller coaster that we've been on uh, over those years. Only one championship won uh, in those years too. And when we think back to that team that we had in the mid-noughties, we probably should have won more. But once you are sucked in, it is difficult they just have this way of, of keeping you believing and keeping you in love with them. And the thing is, it may be that, you know, I'm Scottish and I, and I gravitated to that, that toughness when I, when I learned about the, the history of the, the bad boys, um, that, the toughness of Detroit, um, which kind of seems to go hand in hand with the, the toughness of, of Scotland. And as much as we have sucked over the years, I just can't imagine dropping them for any other team. And I've wanted to do a a Pistons podcast for a while. Um, I've seen a lot of my friends uh, develop their podcasts, and it just feels really good to finally get round to to starting one here. And the thing is, I make a bold, bold claim that this is the only weekly podcast dedicated solely to the Detroit Pistons here in the UK. I've scouted around. I cannot find any others, but if this isn't the only one, then please do let me know, and I will change that claim. Um, I'd be happy to find another podcast over here in the UK. It's always nice to hear uh, something that is uh, from over here, a a UK perspective of uh, what's going on in Detroit. So please do let me know. But I'm just a Scotsman with a microphone who loves the Detroit Pistons. And there'll be teething problems with this podcast. I'm in no doubt of that. I've never done this before. So while I'm getting my head around the whole podcasting and producing thing, uh, please do bear with me. I'll be releasing an episode uh, every week. Um, These will usually drop on a a Monday evening, uh, Scottish time. So if you are listening to this over in America and you can understand my accent, Um, then it will probably drop into your podcast, uh, whatever the provider is that you use, um, in terms 
of uh, listening to your podcast. It'll probably drop there um, around about lunchtime. So you'll have some lunchtime listening to, to go with. There may well be extra episodes throughout the season if there is anything earth-shattering uh, coming out of Detroit. And I don't plan on going in too much depth today, um, so it'll definitely be a shorter episode uh, than normal. I just wanted to get this started. Um, but we do focus on uh, this upcoming season. And as we do get ready for another season, we seem to be entering into this what I like to refer to as a, a new, new era again. I don't think you can keep calling it a rebuild if it goes on for close to 20 years. It's been years of new starts, new directions, false dawns. However, I am at the stage, people. I am at the stage where I'm starting to believe all over again. And this is in spite of our zero and four pre-season, but a little bit more on that later. This new era just feels different to me. We've gone through many different eras uh, over the, the sort of last 20 years. We've hung on to players from the 04 championship team, taking far too long to, to blow that up, and we lost any potential for a good return on them in the trade market. We botched the signings of Alan Iverson. Uh, there was signing T-Mac. Who remember that? We signed Tracy McGrady well past his prime. We had free agency signings uh, like Charlie Villanueva, Ben Gordon. We have that contract that we were shackled with for Josh Smith uh, for years. There was Moose, Middleton, Drummond, not really working out how we would have hoped. There was the Blake Griffin experiment. Um, I'm not quite sure uh, what the deal was with Jeremy Grant. I, I liked him. I liked Jeremy as a player. Um, but it didn't work out, and we went in a different direction again. Uh, and then we had a chance to pick up the number one in the draft. Another new era for basketball in Detroit again. And Cade Cunningham embraced it. And he was excited and I was excited by it. Um, not too many players that, that would have embraced coming to Detroit in the way that he did. Um, awesome. He had a great rookie season. You know, he had, what, 17-5-5. and five. They're really good rookie numbers in a team that is developing and still trying to get going, trying to find its identity and what it's hoping to be. And I do think that he'll take another leap this year. And with the right guys around him, he will be a, a superstar in this league for years to come. You know, a lot has been said about his weight gain and him being sluggish over preseason. It was nice to, to see the, uh, I picked up a little interview uh, this morning where he was, he was almost accepting that, embracing it. He had said that he felt he was being passive during preseason whether that was him trying to facilitate or whether he is just trying to get the rust out or adapt to his new body shape, who knows. Um, but it was nice to see him at least uh, own that and recognize that it was something that he needed to work on. Um, equally, I hope that he, with this new body shape, it will give him a bit more confidence uh, going forward. I think that he needs to stop 
being so heavily reliant on uh, shooting too many deep shots. It's not his. Well, clearly last season it, it wasn't his. Uh, it wasn't his skill set, and it's clear to anyone with eyes that uh, he's most effective when he goes towards the basket and he finishes close to the basket. Basketball is not a complicated sport. The closer you get to the basket, the higher probability of the ball going in, unless you're Steph Curry or something like that. But here's hoping that with this added weight, you know, a bit more strength, a bit more confidence, he'll, he'll go at defenders again, finish in the paint, be doing something different rather than relying on that, that deep shot, which didn't go in anywhere near as many times as it needed to. But again, in this offseason, we lucked out again in the draft. We got a, another ridiculously good sidekick for Cade in Jaden Ivey. Absolute steal at number five in the draft. And again, someone who was excited to come and play in Detroit. That excites me. It excites me that someone is wanting to come and play in Detroit. And I'll no doubt speak more on him later in different episodes. But my only real concern, and it is a concern, um, I don't think I'm the only one who might think it's a concern, is that how it works out as a duo with Kate, can they both coexist for the benefit of the team? Or is it going to turn into an absolute nightmare trying to keep them both happy? We've seen that happen all over the league where we have teams who have absolute studs and they cannot work together. Only time will tell on that one. But my hope is that it will work out. Equally, we managed to pick at number 13 this year too. We picked up Jalen Durant, another top, top prospect. He's only 18 years old, but already looks like a man. But I guess I need to remember, we as a, a fan base need to remember, he is only 18. He is raw. <laughs> he is raw, but he's another one with so much potential. And I'm super excited to see him. Probably more on the defensive end of the floor. And I'll say a little bit more about why that's important uh, later. But if you add to that the, the re-signing of Marvin Bagley, we've got Nerlens Noel, Alec Burks coming in through the trade with the Knicks. Kevin Knox is another raw player that we've signed. I've actually liked him for a while. I've, I've, I've liked his game for a while. I just feel that he hasn't broken through yet. We had a great game against the Grizzlies the other night there. Equally, we had the acquisition of Bogdanovich from Utah in exchange for Kelly Olynyk and Sabin Lee. And I think with him, Burks and Noel being the exceptions, this is a crazy young team. This is a brilliant young team who have a potential to grow together. And, I, and I'm going to love watching it. It'll be tough at times. It will be a real tough watch at times because they will stumble and, and as they're trying to figure things out. But I so want to believe in it. I so want to believe in it. And I want the veterans to, to help with the development. Now, whether the guys that we've brought in are the right guys, um, I know that there are 
There are those on social media that are, that are going hard, wanting uh, Draymond to come into Detroit. I'm not quite sure he would be the, the best uh, fit as a veteran uh, to develop this team. He definitely has got the, the smash mouth uh, aspect to his game, but I'm not sure that I would necessarily want him to be the one who was coming in and developing our guys. And that's not to mention that we do have guys who are returning from last year. We've got guys like Sadiq Bey doing his thing, Isaiah Stewart being Isaiah Stewart, Killian Hayes, who, who I just keep waiting for him to, to break out. Just keep waiting for him to break out. And here's a caveat. I'm going to put a caveat here, early doors in the, the podcast's life. When it comes to my sports teams, I am an eternal optimist. I always have been. I'm an eternal optimist. I believe that we, when we go into a game, I believe we're winning every game we go into. I mean, I'm not deluded. You know, I'm aware that uh, the teams that I follow aren't always the best. However, we're at the start of the season. Nobody wins anything in October. Nobody loses anything in October. I'm believing and I am an eternal optimist. And as I say, I just feel that it's different going into this season. It's just different. And if we assume that our starting five, when healthy, are likely to be Cade and Jaden at the guard spots, with Sadiq, Bagley and Stewart, look at that potential solid backup five coming off the bench. Bogdanovich, Burks, Killian, who was on fire the other night there, by the way. But the key will be if we can be a bit less predictable on offense and if we can improve our three-point shooting, if we can improve that three-point shooting, the league has changed. There are certain players that have changed this league where the three-point shot is incredibly important. That's what people say. And as far as I'm concerned, the three-point shot has always been important. It's always been important. Not always from the point of view of chucking up the numbers to get you know, the, the, the points total up. But the fact is, if you've got people who can, who can shoot threes, then you open up the floor. The defense has to do something different. But if you are incredibly predictable when you come into that half court, it becomes easy for defenses just to block you out and get the stop. You need to have different weapons. And the Pistons definitely need to get better at being less predictable when they're going forward. Especially when we get stuck into that half court. We need to be able to make sure that we have threats going to the basket and from the three-point line. And equally, I was looking at the stats from the last five seasons. And last season, we gave up 113 points per 100 possessions. And that's seven points more than in 2017-18 season. And there's been an increase every single year since 17-18. And it plateaued last season with 113. The thing is, I daydream. I, I actually still daydream about the, the Larry Brown days when teams struggled to get 75 points on us, 80 points on us. And I really hope that we can shore up some of that at least. But I guess the question remains, how will we do this season? 
Will we win more games than we did last year? Which was 23 for those who need a reminder. Well, absolutely we do. I don't see how we can lose more games than 23. I don't see how we can't win more than 23. You know, if we look at the, how we ended last season, it was still a negative record over those last kind of 20 or so games, but it was much closer to 500. Much closer to 500. Are we a championship contender? Absolutely not at the moment. Do we have the potential for it? Of course, but we're not there yet. Will we make the playoffs? I hope so. I'm not sure. I'm not sure if we'll make the playoffs outright. Who knows? We might do. But the question is, would anybody, seriously, would anyone like to come up against us in a one-off play-in game? I'm not sure that they would. If there's anything that we can take from last season, it is that on any given night, any given night, the Detroit Pistons can step up and take on anyone. I mean, the flip to that is that on any given night, we're capable of taking a spanking, but I don't think that anyone would want to come up against us in a, in a one-off play-in game to get into the postseason because we're dangerous. The thing is, there's no getting around it. Our preseason has not been good at all. At all. I've been disappointed with most of the performances, not on every single night. Certainly not uh, firing all cylinders as a team. I've been disappointed in, in Cade Cunningham's. But should we really be putting too much stock in preseason games? No one ever wins anything in preseason. Nobody wins anything in October, as I say. And at most, preseason is an opportunity to get back into game shape, an opportunity to try some new things where the result doesn't matter as much. Of course, your pride is, is there to be hurt, but, but you don't win anything for winning games in preseason. But my main hope is that we can start to get teams back under 100 points regularly. It's, it's difficult for a developing team to win games if you can't shut other teams out. Especially when you might struggle to score yourself. You know, Jaden Ivey obviously adds something different. And I'd like to think that the adding of, of Bogdanovich would create another dimension to the offense moving forward. Not only his scoring threat, but in opening up spaces for others too and I guess that's the kind of point I'm trying to, to get across when it comes to our offense we need to be less predictable we need to be able to do different things create space for one another but I'm excited going into this season you know we are young we are raw it will take uh, a little while longer I think for for them to gel and be firing all cylinders but but I'm excited going into this season. You know, we're going to have to be patient. You know, there'll be kinks that'll need to be ironed out. But, but I don't think I remember being this excited going into a season for a while now. You know, NBA.com has us missing out on the postseason uh, altogether this year. Uh, we'll be picking in the lottery again next year. However, I think we get close. I think we 
I mean, we get close. My prediction is that we get close and we possibly make it to the playoffs outright, but that we get close to that play-in game. And I'm not bold enough to put a, a number on the amount of games we'll win and lose, but, but I'm an eternal optimist. And I may be well off, my prediction may be well off, but I'd be interested to hear how you feel that we're going to do uh, this year and why. It's always interesting to hear other people's thoughts. So looking ahead to the schedule and week one of the season, we open up uh, at home against Orlando on Wednesday. Then we have two on the road against New York and Indiana on the Friday and Saturday. And I'll provide my, my thoughts, uh, my reviews of those games in the next episode of the podcast. Um, and the thing is, I can genuinely see us being competitive, probably going two and one, potentially winning all three if things were to go our way. I mean, the only one that really does concern me uh, is New York. But it's, it's early in the season. No one is fully set up yet. I think that there's that potential um, to catch teams uh, early. And, you know, I, as I say, New York's really the only one that, that really kind of gives me slight concern because Orlando are not good. And I'll never allow myself to even think that Indiana will beat us. The only one that stings more for me is a loss to the Chicago Bulls. You know, sure, Orlando have some nice players in their squad too. They have the number one pick this year. Um, but we should be good enough to get the win at Little Caesars on Wednesday night. You know, no one jumps out at me as I look at their squad as being a, an absolute major threat that, that we can't deal with. Um, so I may be wrong. As I see that as a win for the Pistons. But what about the Knicks uh, on the Friday night? Well, a little uh, sort of fun fact is that I've, I've always loved uh, New York as a, as a city to visit. You know, I, I, my wife and I, we, we, we love going to New York. Um, so I always kind of keep my eye out on the Knicks. And what I love about New York sports. It doesn't matter whether it's basketball or whether it is football or baseball. I love looking at sports media in New York and including their fan base. <laughs> in the run-up to a season, I love to see the optimism starting to build. It borders on arrogance. And then the bold claims come that this is their year, finally. This is their year. And then within weeks, maybe months, but usually weeks, it then starts to turn to despair and sports media go against them. You know, I think the addition of Brunson and Reddish are, are nice pickups for the Knicks. Um, and it'll be interesting to see if that makes them better or whether they'll just be the same old Knicks who get to the playoffs, maybe eighth seed, seventh seed, um, and don't really do anything. You know, it's by no means a given, uh, but I'm going to give us a shot uh, in the garden next week. Let's, I, I look, I'm looking forward to that one. And the thing is, Indiana were just as bad as we were last season. 
Um, but they've made a number of changes too. And as much as it does pain me to say it, they've picked up some decent players too. But what will be interesting is seeing how that works out for them. You know, we've seen it so many times in sports where, where you know, organizations go for full-scale changes at the, same, at the same time. And it doesn't always work out. So it'll be interesting to see whether they gel quickly or whether it is too many changes too quick. Well, I'm going to close out the, the first episode now. Uh, you know, I'm looking forward to reviewing those games. Um, but I just want to say a huge thank you to you for listening. Uh, I really, really appreciate it. And um, please do subscribe to the podcast so that you get uh, the, the newest episodes coming to your uh, podcast platform. And while you're at it, you might want to go and give our Twitter a follow. It's at Horse Around Podcast. Uh, or we do have a Facebook page that you can go and give a like to. Um, it'd also be super helpful if you could spread the word about the podcast. I'd really love to build an audience that I'm able to interact with over time. Um, you know, send me ideas of things that you maybe want me to, to give my thoughts on. And uh, it's so much better when there's that, that interaction. So um, please do get in touch. Uh, but until next time, uh, I'm Neil Watson. And this has been episode one of Horsing Around, the UK's only weekly podcast dedicated to... Detroit!